This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Glenn Tomrin and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> well, I was happy when Pastor Brian called me yesterday and asked me to preach. Hallelujah. It's, 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 it's good to, always good to be here. And I hope he calls me often. Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. Well, uh, I'm really excited to be here tonight. I had a great time in the car coming here. You know, we had on this song, Alpha and Omega. Oh, my goodness. You know, God can just sit on you when you drive to church. You know that? His presence can just flood your car. And it can be so tangible. It's just like, I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to sit right here in your presence. You know, we are in, in, in very interesting times now. You know, we, we've, we know that Jesus is going to come back soon. And it's very evident that it won't be long until we see him face to face. And what a glorious day that's going to be. But, you know, we have a few, few days before then. But I was just at Winter Bible Seminar down there in Tulsa last week, and uh, Pastor Hagen, who, who now runs Kenneth Hagen Ministries, he had a vision in the pulpit about 10 years ago where he saw, he says, I don't have visions. You know, his dad, you know, had many visions. I actually have his book here. I'm going to read some of it here in a little bit. It's, I believe in visions. And, and if you haven't read it, you should. It's, uh, you can go to rainbow.org and you can buy it there. It's, it's a great book. But anyhow, and maybe it's out here, I don't even know. But uh, he said in the vision, I was there. It was at a Winter Bible Seminar, I think. And I was there, and, and he was just, you know, he's a very matter-of-fact kind of guy, you know. But you could see that he was overwhelmed with the presence of the Lord. And he was just telling us what he saw as he was standing there. And he saw, I see a, I see a veil. He says it was just really, 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 really thick. Then he said he was shrinking and shrinking and shrinking and shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. And he says, until now, he said, it's so thin that you can see through it. And that was the veil between this realm and eternity. And he said, it's so thin, he says, I can see people moving on the other side. He said he couldn't see, you know, specifically who they were or whatever, but he said, I could see movement on the other side. Well, that was the veil of time. I mean, it's, it's just, it's so it's so close now to us seeing Jesus face to face. And this is the most exciting time to live in for any Christian. And guess what? God chose you to live here right now. And that's pretty awesome. And you know, you, you've heard, you know, of the different revivals here and there. You know, if you've been on Facebook or anything like that, you've heard of the Ashbury Revival, and there's, you know, this stuff is just going. And the thing is that it's, you're just seeing the beginnings. I said, you're just seeing the beginnings of what God is going to do. And I don't know, have you, any of you been to the movies lately and seen that movie, Jesus Revolution? Well, if you haven't, you should go. I'm saying, I don't, oh, I don't a lot of times tell people go to movies, but, but that one, it's about, you know, the Jesus movement back in the late 60s, early 70s. And uh, just, I found myself moved, like through at least half the movie. Why? Because you could see that God is going to do the same thing right now. 
What is God looking for? Hungry hearts. This brings me to this. I just didn't really, you know, this just came to me right before I, I went out the door today. And this is from a vision. You know, this book tells, Brother Hagen tells about some of the visions that he had of the Lord. And uh, he, uh, you know, had several visitations of the Lord. And the Lord was just talking to him about his ministry and about things and stuff. And this, I'm going to read this part here about the river of people. This was in 1962, a long time ago. If you don't know who Kenneth E. Hagin was, you should probably look him up too. There's lot, lots of stuff on YouTube, you know. Of course, there's people that think, oh, you know, he's weird. But I, I, I was in his Bible school, and I sat under his teaching, and I know he's the real deal. And actually, Jesus raised him off of a deathbed when he was 16 years old, and he lived until he was supposed to die. Every doctor told him that he was going to die. He had three, three different uh, things wrong with him that just one of them would, would, would make him die at a young age. He was not supposed to, to live past his 16th birthday, but he lived until he was 86, and he kept preaching the Word of God the whole time. Anyhow, just a little bit of background there. And this is what he, he, he relates here from this vision. He says, to the west I saw flowing into, it was, this was a garden, he saw a beautiful garden. He said, I saw flowing into the garden what looked like a river. It narrowed where it came into the garden. Then it seemed to become wider and wider, rising into the sky. It must have been 50, feet wide or more. The river appeared to be pouring tons of water into the garden. Then the water changed and ceased to be water. Instead of a river of water, it was a river of people. I saw men with silk top hats and long-tailed coats and women in evening gowns. I saw businessmen in smartly tailored suits. I saw laborers and housewives with their work clothes and aprons on. I saw people of all sorts, all of them singing praises as they flowed into the garden. Then the Lord said to me, these people whom you see flowing like a river into this garden are what you call denominational people or denominations other than full gospel. So this is, he could see people, you know, he could see Lutherans, he could see, uh, 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 you know, all the different denominations, uh, Catholics, all, you know, every one of them. Uh, and he says, in this day, I'm visiting hungry hearts everywhere. Wherever I, find a heart, wherever I find hearts that are open to me in whatever church they may be, I will visit them in this hour. I also will visit places you never would have thought I would visit. Not only what you call denominational churches, but I, will all, but I also will visit other religions where hearts are hungry and open to me. I will bring them into a full salvation, into baptism of the Holy Spirit. This river is all these people who will be called in these last days and who will flow as one, and will come together as one. The beautiful aroma of these flowers is the praise of these people ascending into heaven, even as the incense of old ascended unto me. So what do you get out of this? Well, he's going to visit people who are hungry, people that are searching for truth. You know, there's a lot of people searching for truth right now. You know, you can see, you know, these revivals starting with the young people, well, the young people, you imagine what kind of a world they're growing up in. There's no absolutes of any kind. Now, you know, you're supposed to question even what, which gender you are. They are hungry and they're looking for truth. And guess what's happening? Guess what's happening? Jesus is showing up. He's showing up and he's revealing himself to those whose hearts are hungry. And on the other side, people's hearts that are just satisfied and not hungry, they probably won't see much. 
those that hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. And, it's, it, and, and it's, it doesn't matter if you walked with the Lord for 55 years. The only qualifying factor is, are you hungry? Are you hungry for more of God? Are you hungry to walk with Him? Are you hungry for His presence to be in your life? Are you hungry for Him? That's the deciding factor as, as to how much God can show up in your life. Because He's already qualified you. Did you know that Jesus died for, for everyone? Everyone. The blood of Jesus took care of the sins of everyone. So the only thing we have to do is open up to Him. You know, we've been, you know, we pray for revival. <laughs> we want God to move. Well, we got to be hungry, man. You got to be hungry. And one of the, one of the, one of the biggest things that, that the enemy is using is keep you busy. Keep you so busy that you don't even have time to read your Bible. You don't have time to do whatever he's impressing on your heart to do, and so you miss out on stuff. It's not because you're not a good person. I said it's not even because, you, you know, you, you can be a Christian, thoroughly saved, and you're going to go to heaven, but you're going to miss out on some things if you don't watch out. If you're not focused on him and focused inwardly on him that is in you. I was just talking to a missionary to Lebanon. I was able to meet with a lot of people that I know from all over the world uh, at this week because they all come in from all over the world to this conference. And, uh, and he was talking about, you know, how subtle the leadings of God can be and how you can easily, easily miss it if, you don't, if you're not careful. And we're all humans, so we miss it. I've missed it many, many, many times. But we don't have to keep on missing it, right? We don't have to keep on missing those, those inward word things that it gives us because they're so significant. Actually, people's lives might be in the balance. And so he was talking about, you know, because he's, he's training people in Lebanon, you know, and he's having all these, you know, some people are... You know, they haven't walked with the Lord before, but they, this guy, he had some stomach issues, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, he'd had them for, for some time, and, and uh, you know, he told this guy about him, and he didn't really, you know, he didn't really uh, 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 register, you know, too much, you know, uh, because he said, you know, I've learned, you know, if anything, if I have any symptoms, I just resist them, right? You resist the devil, and he flees from you, you know, that's Bible, right? And so, and so but he was now, he was, he was, he, he came over here to America, and he was, he was somewhere in the south preaching. And he said, suddenly, he said, this, this, this pain came on him in his, in his stomach region. And, and, and he said it was, it, was, it was pretty significant. He said, just out of nowhere. And he says, I'm healthy as a horse. He just came on him. And he was just, and he said, I just do what I always do. He said, I just resist it, you know. And, and, and it didn't take too long, and he left. And... Um, 
And then he kept on doing what he was doing, and then he said it came on again. And he just like, you know, what is this? It's just coming out of nowhere. He says, I just resisted. He said, it took a little longer this time, he said, but then it left. And right after, on the second time, he says, this guy, it was nighttime in Lebanon, and he, and he, uh, uh, he, he called him. And, uh, you know, he told him about these, these, this severe pain that he had, and it was exactly the same stuff that he had just experienced in his body. And so the point is, you know, the Holy Ghost will help people through other people if they listen. Did you know that? People on the other side of the world will, will be able to pray for somebody right here if that person listens and vice versa. But it's so easy to miss when the Lord, you know, and, and I'm talking to people that walk with the Lord for a while here. You know, it's easy to miss those things if you don't check in with, with the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. Okay, what's going on here? I've been there so many times. I mean, I remember one time, and, and this was when I was, was, I was still living in Tulsa before I moved up here, and I had been involved in, in the prayer and healing center at Rhema uh, for two years and eight months. I just volunteered full-time and had a great time. And my mentor there, uh, Harlan Jacobs, he, he, he was... Uh, uh, an African-American guy in, 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 in his... Prob- I don't, he never told me his age, but you know... Black don't crack, so you can't tell how old they are, you know. And so, well, it's true. They just look great. I mean, you're, you're 65. You thought you were 40. And so anyhow, so I never asked him how old he was. But just, just an awesome, awesome friend of mine. And, and just he was my mentor. You know, I learned from him and stuff. And so I was just sitting in my dad's office, and I was praying. I was just sitting around praying in the Holy Ghost. And suddenly this, this deep sadness just just came on me like and I knew this is like from in here it was a deep sadness as I was praying as I was praying and you know I was just thinking wow I mean I know he means a lot to me it's just because this was right before I was moving up here so I was like I'm just really I guess sad that 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 I'm 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 leaving and so I just prayed for a while and, and then I just I didn't really pay any more attention to it but in the fall of that year he passed away preaching he was preaching in healing school and then he had a massive heart something and he and he passed away right in front of the people what if i had listened it's easy to dismiss the 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 impressions of the holy ghost because this thing right here this thing right here you reason in your head when 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 god is trying to do something through you I'm not saying this because it's like, you know, I'm using my, my failure to maybe help you. Because the thing is that God is going to use each and every one of us in many different ways in this way. Why? Because he loves people. He wants people to fulfill their course with joy. But I've talked about this so many times. We are a body. And I don't care who you are, all of us miss it in, in certain areas, but that's when we have somebody else that could come up alongside, right? And somebody that wasn't too busy that day and actually listened to the Holy Ghost and let him use them to help you. Never under, uh, underestimate those leadings of the Spirit when he's trying to help you because all of us that are born of the Spirit, that are, there are you know, have received Jesus, have the Holy Ghost on the inside to lead and guide you. Did you know that? 
He's going to help us in so many ways, and he's going he's to start to bring people into the church. I said he's going to start bring people into the church, and he's going to use you and me. Because most people, they might not even feel like they, they fit in a church. They don't feel like, you know, uh, I wonder what they're going to think of me. I wonder what that's going to be like. But, you know, if you meet them at Walmart or if you meet them in hy V, you know, or if it's somebody, a neighbor of yours or somebody that you know, guess what? You can be able to reach them with the love of God. You know, you, you, the, the, and, and the thing is, you don't realize it. But people that are around you that don't know Jesus, they see that something's different with you. You might not recognize it, but they see it. I said they see it because you have filled the void that they haven't filled. Because every person on this planet, they're searching to fill that void. And they're doing all kinds of things to fill it. It might be a career. They're pursuing it because they think that money will make them happy. And you see what a lot of these people that get money do, they start to give it away. Because getting the money just didn't do it. So now they're trying to give it away, but that don't do it either. It's, it's nice to help people that are struggling, but there's only one thing that can fix the void, and that's Jesus. Because every person on this planet was made to walk with Jesus. And you need to have that view of the people around you because you might think that well, people don't, don't want what you got. They do want what you got. They might be mean on the outside, but you know, you know uh, uh, an animal that is hurt will, will, will probably try to bite you if you try to get close to him. It's the same with, with, with people, hurt people hurt people. But they're looking for what you have. And you need to be bold with what you have. And you need to reach out to the people around you with what you have. And don't you worry about what to say. Just use your testimony. Say something, you know, just, just share with them how good God has been to you. And don't worry about anything else. You just share and then the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Almighty God, He knows how to talk to people. And He will take those words that you just spoke and He will put it in language that they can understand. Or it might be they don't even understand, but they just know that I just want what they got. Because they got something that I want. You know, peace. They don't have peace. Remember one time I went, went to, back to Norway. This was, I don't know, t between 2005 and somewhere over there. I can't remember. I traveled a lot. And so... One of the times I was back in Norway, and I, I met up with some of my old friends that I went to school with, and none of them know Jesus. And so, you know, but they're good friends of mine. So when I come, come into town, it's like, oh, yeah, good to see you. So I went up for a drive with one of my, one of my old friends, and, and he said, let's, let's go to the pub and, and, and talk to, to, to Vidar and Trund. And uh, I knew you'd like me to say that in Norwegian accent, anyhow. And so Vidar and Trund had been over in, in, in Molde, which is a... a a city across, you know, a bay, and they've been there, you know, hitting the pubs, you know, and getting lit up, and they were going to come back and go to the local pub, because if you go too late, you won't catch the, 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 the ferry back. 
So you know what, what happens then is that you just you sneak on the ferry after it's, 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 it's been, you know, everybody's left and you sleep on the ferry so you don't have to sleep outside. Just, just um, <laughs> don't ask me how I know. And so, and so, <laughs> so anyhow, so they came back and they were going to say, I, I don't really want to go to the pub. I don't have any good, good memories from the pub. And then I felt like, you know, you should just go. And so I went to the pub and I met with these, these, these two guys. And then one of them, you know, you, you, you know, back in the day, you could smoke inside. And, you know, you, you, you can't do that anymore, at least in Norway. And so he says, you want to go outside with me while I have a smoke? And I said, sure, I'll go outside with you. And he just, he was just looking at me. And he says, you found peace, haven't you? I didn't say a word until that time. But that opens the door wide. Yeah, let me tell you what Jesus did for me. They see it. You know, sometimes they might have to be lit up to actually dare to ask you a question. You know? But it's evident because you got what they want. You got what they need. And you need to be bold about it. And you need to share it with them. You don't need to convince them. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Right? You don't get into any argument. No, you just share with them, listen, this is what God has done for me. It's all you need to do. But the Holy Ghost, He loves them so much more than you ever could. And He will take that and he'll start working on them. He'll start working on their hearts. He'll start with the whole convincing process. He's the one who can mix the world of sin. That's his part, not yours. Takes all the pressure off of you, right? Takes all the pressure off of you. <laughs> you can just share, and you can smile, you can give him a hug, and you can walk away. You know, God is about to do some great things in our midst. And we need to be bold about the faith that we have. Because people's lives are in the balance. And if you wonder if that's your job, well, then look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5 with me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, man, we are living in exciting times. I tell you what. God is moving in some spectacular ways. And it's going to start moving in your home, in your life, hallelujah, because you love him. And you ain't seen nothing yet. You might think that you've seen some of his goodness. You ain't seen nothing yet of how good he is. Hallelujah. <laughs> Second Corinthians 5 verse 15 says, And he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we've known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Well, that's you after you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, right? Now, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. <clears throat> 
That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. He has given us this ministry of reconciliation. We need to tell people how much God loves them. You remember Tim Tebow? You know, he put John 3.16 underneath here. You know, he administered to a whole nation. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You know, God didn't send Jesus for just you and me. He sent Jesus for the whole world. Let me read John 3.16 for you, and then the next verse. <clears throat> Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. You know, some people, they look at God as, you know, he's just out to find fault. You know, he's, he's probably seen all the wrongs I've done. And, 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 you know, it couldn't be farther from the truth. God so loved the world that he gave his only son because it was the only way that he could save the world. He needed a sinless sacrifice to take the place for every sinner. And it don't matter it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your background. I'm telling you, you need, to, you need to, to get your mind renewed about how much God loves you. And it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter how many times you've failed. Today, hallelujah, is the day of salvation. Today is the day to walk in freedom. You know, it's really hard to sell something that you're not convinced of. If you're going to sell a product, you know, and you don't believe in it, it's evident to everybody that listens. This is just a salesman, right? Right? This is just a salesman. But if this is something that really has worked for you, this is a product that may, might have just changed your life, guess what? You're going to be very convincing. And so maybe it's time to start to remind yourself about, about how much God loves you. Maybe you need to remind yourself about the first time you met him. And his unconditional love for you. Unconditional. Unconditional. He was there with open arms. I said he was there with open arms. But guess what? He still 
has open arms. I said he still has open arms. He just wants to be with you. I said he wants to be with you. You might think that he's trying to find fault, but the thing is that, that, that the blood of Jesus took care of that. You know, Brother Hagin, and I shared this last time I was, I was preaching here, but it bears repetition. He, was, he had a vision of Jesus, and you know, he said, you come into his presence, and you're just overwhelmed by his goodness. You're overwhelmed by his love. You just fall on your face. And he said, he fell on his feet, and he said, nobody as unworthy as me is, is worthy to, to, to look upon your face. And the Lord said, stand up on your feet. I made you worthy. I made you worthy. Well, you know, we have to. We have to see ourselves as worthy. You have to work on how you, and I had to do this when I, when I turned my life around. Because, you know, those trips to the pub, that was after I had gone one year to Bible school. I walked out into the world, did some stupid stuff. But God. I said, but God. He actually sent in this. I just, you know, I just talked to these, well, actually on Messenger the other day. And this is a, a couple that I've known since probably the late 90s. They're missionaries. Right now they're in Jordan. They're working with, uh, with the Muslims and, and, and people on a one-on-one -on -one basis to disciple them, to help them navigate, you know, uh, life as Christians. And, but at this time, they were over in, you know, I don't know if you know the map, but, you know, you have Norway here, you have the Norwegian Sea out here, and then you have Sweden, Finland, then you have Russia over here. Anyhow, and so they were over in Russia on a missions trip, and, and uh, the Lord impressed on them to go three countries out of the way and come and visit me. The prodigal son that was just living for himself at the moment so they came and they stayed with me and and, and listening back to their trip I mean they, they hardly had any money but they, they they managed to come over to Norway to visit me and you know what they didn't preach at me they didn't need to preach at me because the Holy Ghost was already preaching to me but they just showed me that they cared enough to come and visit me for three days. Wow. God loves you. He will go out of his way using people that listen to him to help you get back on track. Because God knows how many people you are going to influence in your life. <laughs> and that is valuable. You might not be a preacher, but you sure have people that you interact with. And your family. So they just stayed there three days, and I was just thinking back. I said, you know, sometimes the way you act, you're just like, thank God for his mercy, man. Thank God for his mercy. You know, he'll work with you. Even when you make mistakes, he'll work with you. He'll help you. Along the way, if you fall, he just help you back up. If you fall so you can't get back up on yourself, he'll send somebody else to help you get back up. He never gives up on you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And he meant it. 
God loves you as much now as he ever has. And even if you have, 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 have gone a few detours, well, he knew about that when he called you. You know, he sees the end from the beginning. You know, you, you serve a pretty big God. He knew about all that stuff. But he said, I chose them. You know, Jesus said in John chapter 15, he said, you didn't choose me, I chose you. That you should go and bear much fruit. God chose you, that's why you're here tonight. And he needed you to hear this. He chose you for this time and this hour, and he's going to do some amazing things through your life, and the only thing that he needs is you to say yes. He can do anything else. I've said this so many times because I've seen it in my life. It's like he can do everything else, but he cannot be obedient for you. So whenever you, you feel that, that impression on the inside, that is the most important thing in your life. Because it'll keep you safe. It'll keep, get you where you need to be. It'll help you help other people. It's amazing how little you can accomplish in your own strength. Because people can say, well, oh, they're so gifted, they're so talented. It means nothing. I said, it means nothing. God looks at the heart. I said, he looks at the heart and he can do mighty things through anybody that will say yes. Well, I'm not as gifted as they are. Who cares? I said, who cares? The only thing God needs is you to say yes and you to keep on following him. You want scripture? Okay, let's get some scripture for that. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Thank you, Jesus. You're helping us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Don't you love the Bible? Hallelujah. First Corinthians. No, it's in actually in uh, verse 1, verse 26. Chapter 1, verse 26. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. And there you go. So, probably the reason why God chose you and me is because people are going to know this is not them. <laughs> it took God to make this happen. I know where they came from. I know all the mistakes they did. I know their family, a bunch of losers. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God likes to use people that messed up. Just look, look at Hebrews chapter 11. Look at that. 
You stay humble and you stay obedient and God is going to be able to change nations through you. The only thing he needs is somebody who will walk when he says walk. Who will do when he says do. That's the only thing he needs. He needs your obedience. And he needs you to be humble and always point to Jesus and you'll be okay. Praise the Lord. Well, that's good news, people. He has qualified you to walk with him. He has qualified you, hallelujah, to do great things for the kingdom. I was just, uh, you know, this is when I was in Tulsa. We stayed with some friends of ours. Actually, it's my cousin, so she's more than a friend. She's my cousin. She's my younger cousin. I always looked at her as like little Jane. You know, she's, she was like six years younger than me, so she's not that, you know. But anyhow, when you're, when you're young, it's, it's a lot. Anyhow. But she decided to follow Jesus at a young age. She has two older siblings, a brother and a, and a, and a, and a sister. That her sister, she actually received Jesus, but after that, you know, uh, uh, didn't walk with him anymore, as far as I know. And, uh, but the cool thing is that, that her older brother's daughter uh, just felt like she wanted to come and visit. She didn't know she was about to go into the army in, in Norway, and, uh, but didn't really know what to do. And then she was just like, you know what, yeah, I just want to go and, and, and stay with my aunt, you know, for a, for a few months. So they, they got her over. It was a miracle they got her in because she, 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 she wasn't vaccinated, and, you know, to get her in was just kind of a deal. But they got her in, and she stayed there. And, and, and guess what? She ends up giving her heart to Jesus. And uh, <laughs> it's the greatest thing because she's so changed. I mean, she radiates life. It's amazing. She's 20 years old, and I'm seeing her. It's like, man, you've changed. And it's evident to her family. And her dad don't know how to deal with it. Because he's been a little bit resistant, but he sees the change in his daughter. You can't argue with that. I said, you can't argue with that. Because when you're translated from darkness into light, it shines through your eyeballs. And it's awesome. And I just told my cousin because it hasn't always been easy to stand for Jesus. Sometimes there's persecution. Sometimes there's just words that people and family say. But I said, oh, they're going to be so, so thankful that you chose Jesus. And you chose to walk with him because her life is on an upward tra trajectory. And she's bringing her family in. From death to life. Because somebody chose to walk with Jesus. And you will do the same in your family. Because you chose to walk with Jesus. They see it. They recognize it. And they're going to get to a place. Where they're going to come. And they're going to ask you. Okay. Who is this Jesus? How can I get to know him? I'm telling you, and, and I was just impressed on, on my way here too. We're so close. We're so close to seeing Jesus face to face. We're so close. 
And it's gonna change from this realm to the next, from time to eternity. And you're gonna be so thankful that you chose Jesus. You're gonna be so thankful that you were willing to go through some hard places for him because you're gonna meet him and you're gonna see the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and he is impressive. He's so impressive that everyone's face is going to hit the ground when he comes back and everybody's going to confess that Jesus is Lord. And you can be so thankful. I chose him a long time ago. I gave him my life a long time ago. And I'm going to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Exciting times, people. Wow. And I know, I know, I know that this church is going to have a, 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 such a role in what God is doing in this area. God placed it here over four decades ago for this time and this hour. You're part of that. I said, you're part of that. Bringing in the glory and the presence of God. In such a way that people can sense it when they pull into the parking lot. Telling you what. There's change. There's, there's change this time. and It's different now. It's different. I was praying. This was right before COVID. I was praying at New Year's. And I was just praying. The only thing I heard praying on the New Year was, was there's been a shift in the heavenlies. And I didn't know what that meant. But then COVID hit and was like, whoa, some things have changed, haven't they? Our whole world were like upside down. But when we walk with Jesus, we have nothing to fear. We know that he's with us. He will keep us. He will keep our families. It's a different time. It's a different hour. Let's pray. Father. Thank you, Father. <laughs> oh, yes, Father. Oh, thank you, Father. Your yoke is easy and your burden is light. Hallelujah. Hmm. Your yoke is easy. Your burden is light. Thank you, Father. Yes, yes. So if you've been struggling... <clears throat> If it's been hard and difficult, just look to him. Because there's, there, there, there are some, some small changes that you, you need to make because he has, the devil has tricked you into getting busy, overwhelmed. He tries to, to, to burden you down. From from este que bala na andora, deste cabara, deste te isto cuba handa lenda, deste cuba dar de. Oh, it's subtle, it's subtle, it's subtle. Mm. Jesus, 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 Jesus. <laughs> Woo! Great grace, great grace to run the race. Oh, thank you, Father. <clears throat> Your burden is light. Your yoke is easy. It's an easy thing, Father. Oh, Father, we, 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 we look to you 
today. And Father, we ask you to show us where we need to make the changes, Father. By your Spirit, we will know. We will know. We will know. Because you're so good at getting our attention and leading and guiding us, Father God, into all truth and into that place, Father, of rest in the middle of working hard. Rest, Father, in the middle of working hard. Like Paul said, striving according to your power that is working so mightily in me. Woo, glory. Easy thing. Easy thing to walk with the master. Easy thing. Hallelujah. It's a rest. It's a rest. It's a rest. Woo, to walk with him. Glorious rest. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. For even now, Father, just descending with your presence upon your people. Hallelujah. Your peace that passes all understanding, Father God. The anointing breaking off yokes. Breaking off those things that have been burdening and, 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 and keeping people from, from running with joy. Be free in Jesus' name. Be free in Jesus' name. The anointing woo, breaks off those things that are heavy. Thank you, Father God. Oh, Father, we love you so much. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for wisdom for these days. Thank you, Father, that you are always leading and guiding us into all truth. And, Father, we purpose to listen even closer in the days ahead, Father. Even closer, Father God. And heeding your voice like never before. Because you promised us, Father God, that you will lead and guide us into all truth. And even show us things to come. Thank you, Father. Oh, Father, we love you so much. Thank you for choosing us. Oh, thank you, Father, for choosing us. <laughs> thank you, Father. Whew, glory, 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 glory. Well, this is coming up, so I'm just going to share it. And this is for, for, for somebody here. might be for more than one. But uh, it is at least for one. And, uh, and uh, the Lord actually impressed on me this uh, quite a while back. And I, and I haven't delivered it, but I'm going to do it now. Uh, it's your humility. It's your protection against deception. Because, you know, sometimes our... I want it my way, or even I don't deserve this, or, you know, uh, I don't deserve to be treated like this, or whatever it looks like, it, it hinders God. He gives grace to the humble. I said he gives grace to the humble. So that is your key. If you will humble yourself, when you don't, of course, you never feel like humbling yourself. But if you will do that, you will see a breakthrough in your family. You will see a breakthrough in your family. You will see the grace of God do what you could never do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father, we love you so much. Thank you. 
thank you, Father, for your peace that passes all understanding. While we're in this attitude, you just stay in an attitude of worship. I'm going to read this scripture to you. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 says, Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being a one accord of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, because he humbled himself, therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the Father. The reason why God was able to exalt Jesus was that he humbled himself. He was obedient even to the death of the cross. And so he says, you be like that. If you're willing to humble yourself, if you're willing to just follow what the Lord tells you on the inside and not let yourself be moved by outward circumstances or by, by what, what your rights would be, rightly so, rightly so, but if you will humble yourself, you will see God move in your life and He will be able to use you in a whole different way than what He's been able to this far. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And one more scripture. It's amazing how these come popping back up now. I had them pass by my brain earlier today. <laughs> Thank you, Father. In Hebrews chapter 12, and we're going to end with this. Hebrews chapter 12, I'm just going to read verse 1 and 2. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by, by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. Another translation says, lightly esteeming the shame, and I sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So if it's hard right now, if you would just look at the end result, the freedom of my family, the breakthrough in my family, 
lightly esteem what you're going through right now for the end result. That's what kept Jesus going was that he saw you on the other side of that cross. I said he saw your face on the other side of that utter humiliation. The creator of heaven and earth dying, being being ridiculed, dishonored by his creation. He went through that for the end result. So that can help you stay the course. Stay the course, stay the course. And God is always faithful. God is always faithful. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you so much. We could do nothing without you. We thank you, Father God, for your presence in this place. We thank you, Father God, for your word which instructs us, leads us, guides us, and helps us. We thank you, Father, for your Holy Spirit, hallelujah, who, who, who quickens your word, who makes it come alive and then helps us in every area of life. We're so grateful, Father God. You equipped us, Father God, to do this well. And we're so thankful, Father God, that you will never leave us nor forsake us, and you take care of us in grand style. And Father, to you be all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to end, end there. Thank you for being so attentive. You know, it makes it very easy to preach. You know, I don't know if you, you know, sometimes people don't think about this, but, but the grace on the preacher is for the people, right? And so that's, that, that, that's, it makes it easy when, whenever people are hungry because then it'll flow. It'll flow. And it's, it's, it's effortless. I said it's effortless because that's what, how God does it. But if, 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 if people come and they're, they're not hungry and they're not receptive, then it's almost like walking through deep mud. And you're trying to, you're just, just, just trying to get it across. Sometimes you have to do that, but not here. Praise God. I sure love you guys. And God loves you so much. If you only knew how much he loves you. And don't you ever forget it. Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to take up an offering. 